Hello everybody and a happy Saturday to you all. Welcome to our 12th episode and today I want to thank John for his suggestion. It's all about identity. So what is it to have an identity problem or issue or crisis or whatever you want to call it? I would imagine it's a bit like a chameleon in a bag of skittles. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you begun to question who you are or what your purpose is in life or what you, your values are? Have you been asking those questions during the pandemic? Well, if you have, you're more than likely going through what some call an identity crisis. I remember I used to joke with people about other people having an identity crisis especially around the middle age group. But little did I know how true that saying was going to turn out to be for my own life. And since then, I've learned that the term identity crisis first came from a guy called Eric Erickson. Now, some of you will have heard that name before, others won't have. He was a psychologist who, I suppose, introduced us really to the question around adolescent identity, as well as the midlife crisis. He believed that our personalities are developed by resolving crisis in our life. Now, would I agree with that? Maybe not entirely. However, I do agree with a lot of his thoughts around it. I believe if we're experiencing some sort of crisis with our identity, for example, we might be questioning our sense of self or who we are in the world. And this can happen especially around changes in our lives or stressors as we commonly know them. Now a couple of things you need to know about identity crisis. And here are a couple of symptoms that if you're going through this, you might experience them. So for example, having or being in the middle of an identity crisis is not a diagnosable condition. So it's not like having a heart attack where you're getting pains in your chest and thinking, oh, this could be a heart attack. Or if you're hot and sweaty, oh, well, I might have the flu. There aren't those kinds of symptoms. However, there are little signs that you may be experiencing that can point you towards that. For example, you're questioning who you are, either overall or with a certain aspect of your life, such as relationships, your age or your career. You might even experience great personal conflict. Why? Because you might be questioning who you are and your role in society. You might actually be having big changes in your life and they may have influenced how you think about yourself, like a separation or a divorce. You might even be questioning things such as spirituality, your belief system, your career path or your value. And all of these may have an impact on how you actually view yourself. You might even be searching for a more meaningful reason for a passion in your life, something deeper that is not an everyday occurrence or doesn't have the normal everyday impact on your life. So let's go back a little bit. What is identity? Well, identity involves the experiences, beliefs, memories and values, relationships and everything that makes up your subjective sense of self. Because this creates a continuous image of yourself that will remain reasonably consistent even when the aspects of the self are developed 
or strengthened over time. Now let me say here that it's normal to question who we are and especially when we have a change in our life. The problem comes in when it begins to affect how you think and how you function on a daily basis. At that point it's time to question if you're having an identity crisis. And remember it doesn't matter what the crisis is. Any type of crisis can result in a decline in your mental health. Remember that what you consider to be a crisis may not be a crisis for somebody else. So viewing yourself or your life negatively, for example, has been shown to be a huge part of vulnerability, which can lead on to depression, as we know. And if you have signs of depression, consider seeking help. I remember that when I was training, one of the things that we were told was that there are four identifying grades or areas that people move through as their identity is developed. Now, who this guy was, I can't remember. That really doesn't matter. The four areas or grades, they were called foreclosure, identity achievement, identity diffusion, and moratorium. Now, I'm going to give you a little instruction on each of these. So, number one, foreclosure. This is when a person has made a commitment without attempting to explore their identity. So, they've committed themselves to an identity without actually exploring it. Number two, identity achievement. This happens when an individual has explored different types of identities in themselves and made a commitment to one of them. Number three, identity diffusion. And this is where it is neither a commitment nor an identity crisis. It is where we tend to feel out of place in the world and where we don't follow a sense of identity or don't pursue one. And number four, moratorium. This is where we actively explore and are involved with the different identities, but yet we have not committed to any of them. Now, it could be argued that identity crisis can help people because it can help them to move from one to another. However, not everybody will necessarily have the experience of each of them. So what are the causes for having an identity crisis? Well, it usually happens during the teenage years, especially where we experience struggle around our feelings, our role of confusion, or where we are in society or in our family. What role do we play? It's funny because I think today that there is more of an identity crisis than ever before, especially since the pandemic began. Because usually crisis is a response to a change of a person's life. And what more of a change can you have than a pandemic and being in lockdown? Different people have a tendency to experience crisis at different points throughout their life, not just as teenagers but throughout their childhood, their adult life. But it usually is an understanding in teenagers. This would include the beginning of a new relationship or the ending of a marriage or partnership. Maybe experiencing a traumatic event like parents with their first child. Suddenly discovering that you have a health condition. Something around bereavement or losing a loved one. Moving house, moving job. 
losing or even starting a job. So there are several factors that can influence a person's experience. Having a mental health condition such as depression, bipolar disorder or even borderline personality disorder may also heighten the likelihood of a person experiencing an identity crisis. So I suppose the next logical question would be, well, how can I get treatment for it? And what is the treatment for it? And is there treatment for it? Well, think about it. If a crisis with your identity is creating distress or interfering with your daily functioning or your ability to function in any way, shape or form normally, then a doctor or a therapist may recommend some different treatment options. These might include the obvious one, medication. Because if your symptoms are going down the road of anxiety or depression, then it might be necessary to be prescribed medications to use as a crutch until you're capable of other treatments. The other treatment, of course, is therapy. And this can be very helpful in addressing some underlying issues that are more likely to be contributing to the identity crisis in the first place. The, one of the best known therapies other than psychotherapy is CBT or cognitive behavioural therapy. And this would work to address or alleviate the negative thoughts that might cause a problem with your view around yourself. Now the other one of, of course I've already mentioned is psychotherapy itself because it works along the lines of if you're struggling with an identity issue it'll lead to depression, hopelessness, addiction and a lot more stuff. So psychotherapy actually offers a space where people can discuss the issues related to their identity. People may reduce their depression just to be able to talk about it. They can also find ways to cope with struggles that would be associated with it and which will lead into a self-knowledge that they didn't have before. One of the psychological effects that an identity crisis has is that we have a distorted view of our identity. So, for example, somebody who has a codependency may hold in higher regard the opinions of other people rather than their own sense of self. And we know that somebody who is dealing with depression may falsely believe that they're worthless or they're unlovable or unloved. And there's another one, DID, which is Dissociated Identity Disorder. And this is where a person can develop multiple identities called alters. And these alters would often have distinct personalities and mannerisms. People can also have gaps in their memory from when one or the other of the identities is active. In therapy, those with DID would integrate these alters into one cohesive self. Now, although I've said this generally happens in teenage years, Remember, it can actually happen at any point in our lives. It can happen to anyone of any age and at any point. It depends on what the stressors are. And I've mentioned a few of these earlier. One of the things that is very important in all of this, and I suppose it's the most important, is that we have to look inward and explore. In other words, we must take time out of our daily lives to really look at ourselves and ask ourselves some especially important questions about what I like and what I don't like anymore. I believe that the pandemic and the lockdown has increased people's awareness of self-discovery or at least it has put them into a position where they must question themselves. 
And for some, this has been extremely hard, which they're not used to doing. And then on the other hand, you have people who have really looked at it and explored themselves during lockdown and have discovered many things that they didn't know that they could do or they didn't know the person that they were until they sat down and looked at themselves. Now, if you thought for a minute that you were going to get away with just listening to this podcast without doing any work, you are sorely mistaken. I'm going to give you a set of questions and I want you to have a look at them. And if you can answer them over a period of time, brilliant. I wanted to give you a few questions that might just help you to begin to question your own identity. Now, the thing to remember about this is you don't have to have all the answers at this precise moment in time. And your answers may change from this moment to the next six months, even decade to decade. The reason for this is because we constantly change, especially about our beliefs and our thoughts and our values. So here are the questions. What qualities and characteristics define me? And how has this changed over the years? If I've experienced a major life change, how have things changed for me? Am I content? Am I okay with these changes? How can I cope with these new things occurring? What are my values? And is there anything working to oppose them within me? What are my interests, my passions, my hobbies? Am I doing what I'd like to do? And if not, why? So, for example, if I love to play football and I haven't done so for several years, what's preventing me? Or if I like to go canoeing and I stopped during the pandemic, why haven't I got back to it by now? Or walking or whatever it is. What keeps me grounded? In other words, what helps me to cope when I'm struggling? And about my value or my purpose in life or my sense of identity, what's important to me? Is there anything I can do to improve my sense of self? Now take some time with these over the next few days or even over the next few weeks or months or even years. But I would urge you to do them and to ask the questions. Now you might not like the answers you find, but by answering them, whether you like them or not, you then have the option to change. And it will give you a choice to change. In other words, you begin to take back your power and to stop giving it away. So how do we cope with this part of our life? There are a lot of things we can do to help work through our identity and to discover what it is on our own. And here are a couple of things that just might help you begin that journey. For example, explore your beliefs and interests. When we are questioning our sense of self, it is always very good to look inward and to think and to wonder about the things that we're passionate about. So begin asking yourself the questions, exploring your hobbies and your interests, because this is how you begin to get yourself to understand yourself. Spend some time thinking about your goals in life, what it is that you want from your life, what is it that you want to accomplish What is it that brings you joy and happiness? Because if we have an identity crisis, it is usually a sign that something is in need for change. 
something that I need that I don't have currently being fulfilled or being met. So we must find ways to satisfy those needs safely and securely because in doing so will give us a greater sense of fulfillment in our life. And as I said earlier, getting support is another way. But it also means having friends and family to lean on where possible. Support groups are excellent for gaining the feedback that we need and the encouragement that we need and the support that we need to feel comfortable with our identity. I would ignore internal and external judgments. Because remember, other people's expectations can have a huge effect on how we are. But we cannot let the expectations of others dictate who we are and what we should be like. For example, just because we're of a certain age or gender or cultural group, that doesn't mean that we have to follow along like little puppies. Especially if we no longer believe in what we're following. Our self-perception is the most important thing that we have for our overall well-being. And of course, spending time and energy on judgment and spending time and energy on judging it will get us nowhere. So remember, it will take time for everybody that you love to understand the new changes in you and the changes that you make. But I would suggest that you don't think of it in that respect. But think about it as if you're being true to yourself when you're being yourself and therefore you will be happier. And as I've said earlier, sometimes it is necessary to seek outside help such as a therapist. And it's more to bounce ideas off, to explore the different identities that we think we have in order to find the one identity that is ours. So don't ever feel afraid to ask for help. And we should all be willing to be that support to somebody who is seeking that kind of help. When you're in a relationship, you will change your passions and your appearance and your hobbies in order to match your partners. You will end up convincing yourself that what they like about you is what you like. You just didn't know it. Even if that means you've gone from wearing dark colours and listening to classical music to wearing cowboy boots and listening to country and western. But here's the thing, if you discover that your partner doesn't like these things, more likely than not, you'll give them up. That includes changing your friends if they don't like them. Because it's easier to be what they want than to admit that you don't know yourself. Sometimes we can have radical views in our opinions, and this can include the big political and religious beliefs, but also opinions that might have on the little things, like food and fashion. You might even find that your food likes will change from day to day and you don't know what you'll agree with next. Now we don't like being asked about ourselves. It makes us extremely uncomfortable and vulnerable, especially when we're asked too many questions about ourselves. However, we might have developed a very good coping mechanism for avoiding this, like changing the subject or turning the questions around to the other person or maybe just agreeing with them. If you're having an identity crisis, it means that you're going to get bored very easily. Now the truth in all of this is that as much as you would like to know who you are, you fear it as well. Many of our relationships don't run deep. For example, if you're not quite sure who you are or what your identity is, this will have a fear that others will find out that you're actually nothing much 
and they mightn't even like you. So can you imagine the amount of self-protection that goes on? That would actually prevent you from having a real connection with another person. Even if you tend to attract a lot of people, you will more likely suffer with fear of intimacy. So what it's really about is that you don't trust yourself. If you don't know who you are, then why would you be surprised by your own quick decisions and sudden changes of opinion? And if you've noticed all these, you can feel that you can't even trust your own opinion. So what can we take away from all this? Our sense of self and our identity is massively important to everyone, not just to ourselves. And although having a crisis of identity can make you feel frustrated or angry or just lost, it can be fundamentally and extremely helpful. When we question our sense of self, our purpose and our values, it will help us to regain a better sense of who we are and who we can be. The thing to remember is that change is part of our lives every single day. And looking back, you will see that you've been changing all along. But in order to see that change, you must stop and look at it. And if you're a person who has experienced so much pressure and stress, or if you feel like you're in a serious mental health crisis, you need to contact somebody. Somebody that you can relate to, that you can talk to, that you can talk with about what you're going through. Now, on a lighter note, here are some films that I came across dealing with identity and the discovery of who we might be. A Beautiful Mind, 2001. Shutter Island, 2010. Black Swan, 2010. Enemy, 2013. Under the Skin, 2013. Persona, 1966. If you haven't seen any of these, I suggest you look them up. They're very good films, but they also give an idea of the struggle that can happen when we seek our identity. Stay well. Stay safe. Namaste.